This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board, representing America's clean diesel replacement fuels. Learn more at bettercleanernow.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. It's crunch time for coronavirus aid talks, but negotiations remain at a standstill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin met in person for the first time in weeks today, but were unable to emerge with a deal. Today was largely seen as a tipping point with airlines and other companies saying they'll be forced to lay off workers soon with no additional relief from Capitol Hill. House Democrats released a slightly smaller $2.2 trillion proposal for COVID-19 relief recently that included relief for producers, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the price tag is still too high. I mean, we had 52 out of 53 Republicans willing to spend roughly a half a trillion dollars, highly targeted toward kids in school, education, replenishing the PPP small business loan program, and liability protection for everyone dealing with the coronavirus. Unless you were grossly negligent or engaged in intentional misbehavior, the thought that Senate Republican would go up to $2.2 trillion is uh, outlandish. He says the two sides remain at odds over several issues. So what we see from the speaker is another massive measure that includes such things as health care for illegal immigrants, tax cuts for rich people in New York and California, and other things that are <clears throat> totally unrelated uh, to the coronavirus. So I think it's safe to say we're far apart. I think uh, Secretary Mnuchin and the Speaker are continuing to speak, but we're very, very far apart. In a statement after negotiations concluded, Pelosi said she and Mnuchin found areas where they are seeking further clarification and they will continue to negotiate. In the meantime, the House will vote on its smaller proposal. Stay tuned to AgriPulse for more as the COVID relief discussions continue to develop. Also on Capitol Hill, a hearing assessed the impact of the coronavirus on America's food supply. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. The National Farm Organization tells a House committee COVID-19 economic impacts are still lingering in farm country in America's food system. Speaking to the House Small Business Committee, National Farmers Union President Ron Baru says one of those areas is in the price of corn. The price of corn has been severely affected by uh, falling demand for ethanol. It's 43 percent of corn grown in the U.S. is used for biofuel production. Stay-at-home orders kept Americans off the road and fuel consumption dropped sharply cost in the ethanol industry $10 billion in sales. He urges policymakers to apply lessons learned from this year to help producers be more resilient. A good start would be stronger anti-force and uh, antitrust enforcement with from federal agencies like the Department of Justice, the Federal Trade Commission, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Farmers and ranchers need more choices for marketing their crops and livestock. To do this, we need to spur development of small and mid-sized processing plants. Previous pandemic aid has helped farmers, but LaRue notes a cost-effective supply management system for farm commodities that would balance production with consumer demand is needed moving forward. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. A new Department of Agriculture report shows a big drop in grain stocks this year. As of the beginning of September, old crop corn stocks were down 10% year-over-year and soybeans were down 42%. Wheat also observed a drop, and all three came in below trade expectations. Joe Vaklovic is the president and founder of Standard Grain in Nashville. He says the report caught people a little by surprise. 
Anytime you chop 250 million bushels off the corn balance sheet, 53 million off the beans, 84 million off the wheat, that's a surprise. That is not what was expected. I think it actually helped the market's cause when it goes across the board rather than just in one commodity. I think it helped to accelerate buying interest, perhaps among large speculators. They look at the entire complex and say the market was wrong about this entire thing. So we have the green light here to go ahead and buy any of it. Ben Nulli has more in his story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board, representing America's clean diesel replacement fuels and produced in rural communities across the country. Biodiesel, better, cleaner, now. Learn more at bettercleanernow.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, food, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.